here I have Allie and John from Barrel Creek Farm. I am so excited and looking forward to hearing their story. They have an amazing story. They have an amazing farm, an amazing Airbnb, and I've had the pleasure of visiting one time, but I absolutely have to go back. And I recommend that uh, everyone takes a visit as well. Allie and John, how are you? We yeah, are good. How are you? How are you? Good. <laughs> I'm doing very good. It's it's hot, but you know, we make do. Um, so I want to just start with a little bit of of your background like how did you guys start before the farm what did your what did your life look like oh man a lot of work um basically work work and work um living to work uh we'd come home and wouldn't have much time to ourselves we always like planting and gardening so we do as much as we could in our little house downtown San Jose. And, um, yeah. yeah yeah i mean i was working 60 hours a week ali was probably like 50 at yeah. the time um, and these were like the these were the regular W-2 jobs, right? That you guys were working. Like what kind of yeah. jobs did you have? I was, I was the service advisor for Ford and I worked there seven years. Um, uh -huh. a, hard, a tough one to, uh, to leave, but um, at the time came, it just, it just seemed like the right thing to make. Uh -huh. It was a stressful awesome. time, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it ended up being really <laughs> stressful. I had like high blood pressure to start off with and I went to the doctor and he's like, oh my God, it's extremely high. So, started thinking about my life and kind of what I was doing to myself and I noticed that we were just just living the work and night commute like we were close but still the traffic was so bad it was 45 minutes to go five miles literally um so we just the quality of life wasn't too good at the time of course we made good money but we weren't that happy to be honest you come home and you kind of don't feel like I, I, I don't know you kind of come home with I would come home I was in customer service so I'd come home with like the grudge or like the, my past day of like like issues that I had throughout the day. Um, so uh, it was just, uh, it was tough to come home to as well. And uh, that's kind of where we all started off and started thinking about a transition. Uh-huh. And or so to do. Yeah. And what were, what were some of the ideas of what you guys were thinking? Like you had a house down there in San Jose, right? And yeah, uh, you said I'm, it was getting pretty full. Exactly. It was getting full. We filled up like the whole yard and we were basically did the whole remodel and we were kind of like done. Wanted like another, we enjoyed the, the whole like challenge of the house because we had um, re redone it and we had remodeled it and kind of made it ours. So we were kind of running out on things to do there, to be honest. Got a little um, bored. Got a little bored and started weighing out our options. We really liked a, a little, uh, I don't know, like a little city in San Jose called Willow Glen. Mm -hmm. um, but it was so expensive at the time that it was literally um, a two bedroom, one bath, Willow Glen, fixer upper with a small yeah. little lot. Or we started weighing out our options. We loved Morgan Hill. Um, we kind of stumbled on San Martin, but we started looking around there as well and noticed that there was opportunity to have land and maybe an income as well. Um, so we really started looking out towards this way at that point. Yeah, our downtown house, um, we also had a, a finished basement. So we rented that out as well. Um, so our friend actually lived with us downstairs and kind of helped with, um, with rent and everything. So that was really, really nice. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Very helpful. Um, and then I worked as a hygienist. So I was working five to six days a week in Livermore, commuting again. Um, so I'm used to commuting. But yeah, it's just like getting home at six o'clock or seven o'clock every day. And then like we'd go out to eat sometimes because we didn't have dinner. We'd be like super tired. No time to cook, of course. We're tired. So we're like, like <laughs> after like 12 hours day at work. Like, we were so tired. And we oh just look at each other like, oh my God. Junk food. We'd live for like the weekend, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, that gets tough. Like I'm, I'm doing that kind of these days. I'm like, oh, I can't wait till Friday. It's like, well, that was fast. It's already, it's already Monday again. So you guys ended up starting this farm. You ended up buying a whole bunch of land. And was this, 
was this like a planned decision? I remember you saying before that it was kind of like your, your family's dream to have a vineyard or something like that. Like how, how did this happen? How did you end up getting this farm and starting out? Yeah. Well, it all started off because we're both Portuguese and back home, our like grandparents actually had vineyards back home. So we always thought uh -huh. it was interesting when we went back there and visited them. Um, my dad's, it was his dream, of course, to always have a vineyard as well. And he had the opportunity to be honest, but I think he was like kind of scared. Um, my dad's not much of a risk taker and um, he, he just did not not think that that was a good idea. Um, so I was a little bit, I'm a little bit more of a risk taker. Um, I do a lot of research, but then I'm willing to jump into it. And if I jump in, I'm like, oh man. Well, he's rolling her eyes right now. <laughs> yeah, I basically, I'm going to the kill or else I'm not going to do it either. So um, put all of our eggs in a basket and we, um, we weren't really planning, planning yeah. to get a farm like this. It just kind of lined up. We've always wanted to go to like Morgan Hill and we wanted a little bit more land, but we actually lined it up on a few acres, which was awesome. And um, when we first came here, this was like the first lot we ever saw as well. Yeah, in San Martín. And um, we came here on an extremely hot day and there's just like dirt everywhere. And we, and we came and we were just fell in love with dirt, which was weird. Um, even my parents came and they're like, I don't know what you saw in the place. And we're like, I just like a vision. Like we just, we had like, we were just like the blank canvas, was, right? Thing. Yeah, blank like canvas. yeah, the potential was awesome to us. Like our parents, they were like crazy. It's overwhelming. I mean, what are you guys getting yourselves into? You have like these crazy full time overtime, like sixty plus hour jobs, and then you're gonna add a commute. And yeah, then you're gonna. You guys are gonna hate your life. So. so you guys fell in love with this dirt, and you put in an offer, and then what happened? Put in an offer. It all actually was a hundred thousand lower. Uh, yeah, we were just line. like it was like we could barely get the place, but it all just lined up perfectly. Yeah. Um, they accepted our offer at the time, which wasn't like common to go that far below. Um, and we just started from there. It was like, we weren't even ready at our other house. We were we still were living ready. in there. Yeah. Um, we weren't even expecting to move out. It was just, it just lined we up so well. We didn't even hire movers, actually. It was yeah. funny. When we moved, we, we were terrible movers, by the way. If we ever move again, I don't think we will. Yeah, I think but, we destroyed like, more than we saved. Yeah, we tried <laughs> to save money by moving ourselves. <laughs> we didn't put tape on boxes, so like, it was just funny, John and I were both picking up a box that I had just packed and we both lifted and then all the plates just come down and just everything breaks, both of our boxes and we just look at each other and start laughing and we're like, it's okay, like, let's keep going. Yeah. We're not going to pay anybody <laughs> to do this. No. Yeah, we're in it. Yeah. We're going to send it. Yeah. Too much pressure. You have to move too quickly. You can't cry over a broken yeah. pile of plates. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we didn't realize like couches have to come apart to get yeah. out the doors and the refrigerator had to come apart and we're like, oh my God, this is more than we signed up for. So maybe higher movers. So maybe higher move. movers if we ever do move again, I guess. <laughs> we did so it. It sounds, um, it sounds like John was super optimistic. He fell in love with the land. He was ready to go. Ali, how are you feeling like when that offer went through and you're going to move to this blank slate of a farm? I was really overwhelmed. Um, John's really good. He's like, has like a construction background. He's very handy. So in, in that sense of like what he was saying, he always was like, we're going to do a vineyard. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, okay, we will when we have time, if we never have time. Um, so I was just scared and nervous. And, you know, when we first moved here, it was kind of a shock to me because, you know, I lived in a very central location where I, I had everything at my disposal. And then I'm here, I have to drive here and there. It's not that far, but it was just different. And then like, I don't have, like, I have neighbors, but I don't see them very often. And so it was, it was different. And then I was just, the one thing that was, that eased my mind was there was a rental property on here already, which is the cabin, the what we do the Airbnb on. So, you know, John was really good at reassuring, like, you know, that's an income. So, you know, it's going to work out. 
and because I'm very calculated and he's like, no, it's going to work out no matter what, it's going to work out. So yeah, that was definitely, he like was just really good at using positive in the property and also look for that in our property. Yeah. Because that would be a jump start when we were at it ever, like, you know, kind of like, but translate into like a business or anything, yeah. anything else, then it would be, we have like a foundation and some type of income. We're just coming into it like all like just expense. Yeah. We had at least some income that way, even though we weren't doing anything. Adding yeah so. so that helped but i was still kind of like one of the deciding factors saying okay this is a great property for us like not only does it have the dirt and yes. it's a blank slate but it has this rental property on it that could kind of balance out things especially as you're moving and you both still have your jobs and well john you said that you didn't keep your job like how quickly what happened after you after you bought this property <laughs> Actually, we were um we worked for what two three years i worked for two three years like three that years, yeah um and fighting the commute and living living the dream um we, we enjoyed coming actually. home so it was actually we didn't, we didn't really the commute was the only thing that sucked our jobs still sucked but once we got home we were really happy yeah so that was one thing that we had fixed <laughs> um so at least <laughs> we had that and then um honestly it all kind of spiked i was on a salary job and i was sitting uh, right before the right when the pandemic was starting and people didn't even know what was going on but we just knew that i was sitting in an office and we were waiting for people to come in and no one was coming in and just my mind started going crazy knowing that I had all this property, a blank slate, and I had like so much potential to do things that I didn't even need like a lot of money, it was just like labor. And I was mm -hmm. going crazy knowing that I'm sitting here at this desk, like trapped, not making much money. I don't even have like the opportunity to, but I can go home and like definitely be productive. I was like, I was going crazy at work, to be honest. I, it was mm -hmm. going through my mind every day. I didn't know what to do. And then like, I spoke up to Allie and my parents and they were like, I'm like, you're trying to be crazy. Um, but, but, I, but I supported him and I said, you know she what? She supported me. Quit. My parents thought it was like, You're crazy, crazy, but you could quit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, We're okay at the time. And I was like, you know what? This is the right time to do it. Do it yeah, now. Exactly. Um, but that, I even said that before, but he was like, no, we can't. We can't. Yeah. So finally, it got to it. It wasn't time. comfortable, but it got to the time that, like I said, I was commissioned and the money wasn't there. So uh -huh. I, I realized that I could probably make some type of income off the land. And at that point, my mind was just going crazy. And I was sitting in my desk and I, I went up to my boss one day. I told Ali, I was like, I'm going to do it. She's like, really? I said, yeah. yeah. So I went up to him and I said, hey, honestly, I, I love working here and everything. It's just so slow that I have so much going on at home or potential at home. Do you mind if I just quit? And, yeah. you know, that was it. And he's like, when do you want to quit? I said, honestly, it's so slow right now. Can I go today? And he's like, grab your stuff, man. Good luck. Shook my hand. And I was out and, uh, oh yeah. my God, nervous wreck, of course, uh, oh man, for, for months, of course, until we kind of got established and kind of figured out what we were doing. And we started getting projects going. The pandemic, pandemic really hit and we were locked down. At that point, I told Allie, well, I have like my general contracting, past experience. I did five years of that. And I said, let's order up like truckloads of wood and like lumber and materials. And like, let's do the farm. Let's build a barn. Let's put in the vineyard and it just literally all went from there. We were trapped here. So it was just a perfect opportunity for us to just put in some manual labor around here. We enjoyed working here anyways. Yeah. Um, it's not like working, you really enjoyed it. Um, when I was at the desk job, that's what I really call work and like stress. But over here, like I'd rather be digging a hole than, than dealing with any of that any day. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, can you fun. illustrate for us like some of the, the things that you did to the farm? Like what did you do with this blank slate? What's it look like now? Man, so at first, I mean, we couldn't handle this like um, poorly done, like barn, big old oh, like yeah, barn, barn, like horse stalls, like right in the middle of our property. And we're like, oh my God, we needed to clear this all out and start fresh. So we did. On the and weekends. Then, yeah, we, on the weekends. We we're still working. Yeah. So we yeah, had, we we had did a lot we already pretty much cleared everything, but we just never had the time to plan anything. So at that point, at least we had it all cleared out. 
and we just started um, started off with the barn because we really liked animals. Um, we wanted yeah. to get more animals and fell in love with the little Nigerian dwarfs. And we're like, oh my God, let's get some more. Let's breed them. Like this is awesome. Be, make, yeah. Yeah, like they're, they're so cool. And then if we can make a little money off of them, then like that's a that's sweet deal. Um, not to mention they like cut down all the weeds in certain areas and stuff like that. So it would help us out as well. So we started off with the barn and we literally built that from scratch. Um, once we had like a bunch of animals, oh my God, we had like what, at least 12 goats and 50 chickens. Yeah. Then we were kind of like, okay, we've got a lot of animals. Let's see, let's go on to the vineyard. Yeah. And then um, we literally started the vineyard, we trenched holes through the driveway. People oh thought we were crazy, of course. You'd come over and you couldn't even go through the driveway because we had to trench through it. Vineyard um, throughout. Um, it was like 200 feet of trenching. We ran power at that time because we knew that there's a lot of potential in Iowa Still Valley. I was like, well, we can put power here. We can put a shop in the front. Um, we can put a shop in the back. So we ran power, water. Um, then afterwards, we put in the vineyard. Um, once that was all in, um, put in the post. That took a long time. The wire, just like six months, to be honest, to do yeah. it all. So um, what what really like the Airbnb and all that stuff um, when the pandemic hit, uh, we did have all that time, like John was saying, and um, yeah, during this whole thing. Yeah, during this whole thing. Right in the middle, of the Airbnb, our guest, our guests our, gave us their our tenant, notice. Yeah, our, our, tenants, our tenant yeah. gave us their notice. Excuse me. Um, and that's another crazy move. <laughs> my dad said oh, we were, but my mom's a real estate agent. She's like, try out an Airbnb. Like you guys have a really unique spot. People love that type of thing. And we said, well, what do we have to lose other than a month's rent? Yeah. Um, so literally, we put up the um, the listing, and two weeks later, we had a booking without pictures. Yeah. We were like, oh my God, this is for real. Um, <laughs> so we flipped the Airbnb. We modeled that actually. We modeled like two the weeks, cabin, yeah. Uh, or the cabin, I should say. Got that ready for the Airbnb, and that's been a whole nother little side gig. Of course, it goes along with the farm. It's our income, a partial of our, our income, of course, and um, we also enjoy it because our guests get to get to see all of our work, our, our work, and you yeah. know, it's kind of willing for us um to show the guests and it, and to kind of um inspire, inspire them. them yeah actually a lot of them leave here inspired they're like oh my god like this is awesome this is definitely what i'd like to do yeah later on someday um so it, it's it's really fun that's been really fun to see everybody's feedback on it yeah well it, you definitely inspired me as well i'm like whatever i gotta do to raise some goats i'm like this is a cute airbnb the kids love it uh i know that they've they had to go visit and feed the goats multiple times <laughs> while we were there. Um, what would you say? I'm curious about a couple things. I'm curious about besides like the Airbnb, what are your other streams of income that you've developed through this property? And then I want to know maybe some learning lessons that you'd like to share for people that are considering starting the same thing. Like you inspired them enough and they want to buy the property. Like what are the, <laughs> what are the tips and tricks you give to them? Well, besides the Airbnb, we have a lot of chickens, as you already know. Um, so we started, you know, we sell eggs. We sold eggs to a bakery for a long time. Um, we sell it to, to people as well. It's not a lucrative thing, but it helps pay the fee. Um, and then we also sell fruit and vegetables off of a, you know, a farm stand. Um, and so, so like the chickens, Allie does it for her little side gig. She'll, um, I raise she'll incubate them. And then she sells them and it's not like crazy, but we do make money off of it, a little bit off of those. Um, the goats, um, they, they're all registered. Um, so they're kind of like the dogs. Uh, registered mm -hmm. dogs. So they're, they're a lot higher in value that way. So we do, um, those pay themselves off, definitely. Yeah. Um, probably make a little bit of income there. Um, and then we have a tractor. So John- We bought a tractor for the farm, a new one. John- Do tractor rides? It's <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of the times, like a lot of these, um, a lot of our neighbors are in the neighborhood. They're looking for like people to do tractor work and we have all the implements and stuff. So I'll do that on the side um, mm -hmm. as kind of like my little side gig. Um, and, um, but we're also the main, if this really kicks off well, right now it's, we're kind of going in the hole because we're starting business with all of it. Yeah. But mm -hmm. the wine, we should definitely be able to capitalize a really good income off the wine, especially since I do all the labor myself. Mm -hmm. uh, if you weren't going to do the labor yourself, then honestly, you wouldn't make probably much of anything. My neighbor has his own vineyard and he um, hires someone else. And basically all he does is get a little bit of wine in return. But he, yeah. So, um, the only really way to do it would be like to do, do it, it yourself. yourself, or of course you get like a lot of help, um, but from to, family, which we do on a smaller property, like as we do it all ourselves, um, we call in family. Like when we planted all the vines, we had a big barbecue and 900 plants were planted that day. Mm -hmm. Um, our, our all family, family, a couple friends. Um, and that's really, um, the kind of way that we go around things. Cause if you're not willing to do these things yourself, then it becomes really extremely difficult to do. And expensive. Um, and expensive, especially yeah. nowadays. We did get a quote, for example, to install a vineyard here, and it was, um, it was crazy. Like, it was for a half acre, it was about fifty thousand dollars for half an acre. So we put, we yeah, planted we put an, an acre, acre and a so half. probably like seventy to a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, that right there. Just that, know, we're just like, that. oh my god, we'd never do that. <laughs> but of course, like us, like the material was not nearly. I think it was probably five thousand dollars in material five six thousand dollars in material because we had the we have a well that was already all set we had it tested and that was actually like our good ground to start off with right there yeah so we saved tons of money doing it ourselves yeah. i think we paid with everything maybe it was like twenty thousand dollars versus a hundred thousand dollars you have to be willing to do the labor or else you're but yeah yeah and john i know you have so like possible, a, a, a i know you had a general contracting background is there something like some projects you guys had to tackle where you didn't know how to do it at first and yeah there's you had to like yeah, because we learned everything was new. I mean, I did general contracting, but I never did like type of like agriculture farming or like we trenched, like I was saying, 2000 feet of like wire, we pulled wire. And um, there was a lot of things we had to learn. Um, honestly, number one for me, I go on to YouTube or I just research the internet. I'm, I'm very visual. If I skip one time on YouTube, I can pretty much do it almost almost exactly how they did it not and, quite as good but with practice like i'll, I'll get there but. and he did take a couple of classes from uc davis he did go to uc davis my yeah. um i do have a friend that's a pretty big farmer out there in the valley almond farmer so he guided me down kind of the path and i took some uc davis classes and that's never ending i plan on doing more because there's always learning it's always different type of like bugs and funguses coming out uh -huh. to just stay on top of things like that yeah and you said your neighbors that had wineries themselves were super helpful as well and like giving you tips yeah, or wineries in that general are very welcoming uh you know you can ask anything and they're just yeah they'll we, tell you anything i thought you i don't know i thought that they would be kind of like hey hold back i don't want to give you all my secrets but like there was one guy that's like hey it's so difficult to get the licensing i'm like printing out like steps to do it and i'll give it to you and i'm like wow that's pretty sweet like he's willing to do the work for us just to help us out just because yeah. it's like a like mind i mean it's, and it was a cool community to get into we really thought people were going to be like closed doors like i don't want to give you our secrets but of course mm -hmm. why make tons of secrets oh my god and everybody has their own recipe um but um we were so definitely surprised that people were willing to share those recipes with shoppers um they actually welcomed us with arms wide open i don't think anyone was really like oh this sucks don't do it or discouraged us they all kind of just pumped us up and said it was really easy and they helped us um so that was definitely a big benefit that we weren't expecting either yeah so uh, now that you're kind of part of that community, what are three tips that you give someone that's new to this? Like they have their blank slate, 
they come to you, what would you tell them to do? <laughs> just, just talk to people and ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. That was like the biggest thing, right? Is to go up to someone who's doing really well and something and asking them questions. You know, they're just like, they're full of, you know, knowledge and they'll most of the time, you know, help out. Mm -hmm. I mean, people like to help other people in general, I think, um, especially like-minded people and people in our community. So I feel like number one, ask questions. Don't be afraid to approach someone that's doing something that you're interested in. Uh, Cause that's what we did. And it was yeah. the hardest part was doing it. But once we did it, I mean, I probably emailed and asked a hundred questions. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but still, they're still like, yeah, here, you know, this is, this is what I use. Here's some resources. Um, so that's kind of one thing that I would say. I think um, we asked a lot of questions from a lot of different people. And what we did is we picked and choose what we thought were good ideas. And that kind of made it our own as well. So we really enjoyed it that way. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we actually got a lot of opinions from a lot of different people. And everybody, it's really interesting because so many people will do the same thing different ways. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just kind of like which way is going to be more practical and work out best for you. Yeah. Um, and you never really know until you ask, of course, because a lot of these guys, they, they're into these, they, they're like third, three, third, fourth generation farmers and they've got all these tricks. And um, so, yeah, I, I would definitely say to ask around. And then just, I mean, don't be scared. I mean, I'm scared of everything. You have to be willing to you take a risk. A risk is it's definitely be willing it. to risk and like work. But if you do like your research, you go into it. It's not much of a risk, to be honest. If you have it all weighed out. It's a risk, of course. But I mean, me, myself, like Ali. But that's how we weigh each other out, of course. Because mm -hmm. you got to have somebody a little bit more stable. And then you got to have somebody like a little crazy. Or you have to both be right. And right. <laughs> so um, I think we yeah. balance each other that way, too. And that helps out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have any naysayers that you had to like overcome or really negative forces that you had to kind of work through? Yeah, I think a lot of people around us were like, oh, that's not going to work. And, you know, not a lot of people. There were some people that, you know, met more than others, we, yeah. you know. But I mean, um, coming from where we came from, like what we're doing is something totally different. So, yeah. of course, people thought like, what? Is that even possible? Yeah. And, uh, that but made like, me like, oh yeah, I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah. Most, but, yeah. But most of our friends and family, they're very supportive and like, they're just always like, you know, keep going, um, which is really helpful. You really have to, the negative people, you have to really like, yeah, they know. helped out. I mean, people they helped John because John's like, no, I'm going to do this. And this yeah. and they're gonna do that. I'm people like, that are supportive, especially like her uncle, like he came over here. He's like, man, I see you. You're trying to, you guys are trying to do the best job possible. I'm coming here to help you just because of it. And he's like, you had heart. And I, I came just because I, still come just to help you just because of I know what you guys are doing like um if we do something we, we definitely don't go like halfway we, we do all we can um, yeah. uh -huh. to make it the best as possible we physically can um, right. at least I know it takes sometimes a while but yeah that's it I think our motto is you can accomplish anything with YouTube by your side it definitely 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 I yeah, know it's a motivation I'd say it's number one of course and then you could just yeah um there's everything online honestly I it's, it's amazing even like we had this tree in the back and I told Ali bet you there's a way to find an average and of course, you go up online, there's this whole schematics and way to measure it, and then plug it in, find out what tree it is, and it'll give you this whole average on, mm -hmm. on the age of it. And I'm like, see, so there's, there's just ways to do everything. You just got to figure it out. Yeah, awesome. Well, I really enjoy seeing your relationship and how your different personalities kind of balance each other out as you, you know, overcome this huge project that you have here. Do you guys have any relationship advice for couples that are like pursuing these difficult endeavors together? Um, patience. Uh, and I love your smile as you say that. Sorry to interrupt. You got to have somebody that's willing to go out and dig holes. And then you also have to have somebody that's willing to do all the paperwork and be on the computer 
and like I would not want to be on the computer, and then she would not want to dig the holes. So <laughs> she does. She'll do her work, but I mean, yeah. But no, I, I think like you said, you know, the balance we do balance each other out. You know, I'm very calculated. He's more like yeah, I'll go it's dig gonna, the hole. It's gonna happen. And she's over there drawing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but no, I think. You know, it's not a relationship that you you know it's, it's hard work, and so you know a lot of compromise, a lot of compromise. Um, we work really well together, which is good. And he knows, we both know, like, you know, what he brings to the table, what I bring to the table, and what he does and what I don't. We know our just, roles. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't get in his way. He doesn't get in my way. We know hmm. exactly what we're doing, and yeah. it's like it's it's perfect. Yeah, if there's and gonna like, be like something heavy to lift. I'll pick it up, and then she'll be over there doing the other end of it, like yeah. balancing it. We just know that that's how it's gonna roll. That's how it's gonna pan out. So. Yeah, and we both want the same things, right? Yeah. We have goals. We write them down. We talk about it. Communication. A lot of drawings. Sometimes. We do a lot of drawings. Yeah. We do like competitive drawings. Are really weird, but we're like, hey, this is a good idea. Right, what's gonna look better? What's yeah. gonna look good? So we'll, I'll draw something, and he'll draw something else, and like we'll put it together. Usually we'll mix it, It'll and then we'll mix it. Yeah. yeah. So. so funny. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Those things. It works. Yeah. I, I like the whole writing down the goals and the the competitive drawings where you kind of come up with your ideas separately. So yeah. I guess oh, yeah. you don't contaminate your ideas and then you bring it together. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You can't know yeah. <laughs> we really do that. Oh, on every barn, the chicken yeah. coops, the cabins, everything. And it's the funny to, to see what we come up with. So funny. I have all these like papers in a file, like his idea, my idea, and then, you know, the final, you know, yeah. idea. But yeah. And it's just put like a piece of paper and pen. And, yeah, old school. Yeah. That's it. That's awesome. Well, so to start, wrapping things up i uh, give us a summary of like what your life is looking like now like we started at the beginning working lots of hours being unhappy living for the weekend what's your life look like now i still work but i'm i'm only working i'm working a lot less which Basically is good part-time part -time. and um if i see that like you know i can always work like an extra day here and there at different offices so uh, it works out for me but the Airbnb has been doing really well. Um, you know, we, we still have all these ideas that we're, you know, working yeah. on. Um, John takes care of the Airbnb and does tours and everything. And that's another thing we're trying to do is more like tours and like, you know, just not just the Airbnb. So mm -hmm. that's just always planning. I mean, um, yeah, a lot of things. We always have something going on, as you know. Uh -huh. and, uh, so. No, but what our lives, I mean, look like now is I'm, of course, I'm almost home. Like I, I barely do any side jobs, especially now that we're so busy. I work on the vineyard right now. We're training the vines. Um, yeah. We have our first crop, our first harvest this year of our Grenache. Yeah. Um, we're extremely excited about that. Um, uh -huh. Cool because we've been using our neighbor's um, grapes these past couple years. Yeah. Um, so that's been a really cool one. We're really excited about that. We're training the vines. Um, we have our like wine tasting room that we're working on currently at the moment too. Um, so I'm working all the time. I probably work more than honestly before, but I'm happier. I work, I do what I like. Um, yeah. like when you enjoy what you're doing, um, it's not work. Like I go out with the animals in the morning, 7am. It, it does not bother me at all. I love, once I'm out there, like I love it. Um, so I won't come inside until the evening. Yeah. I lost a bunch of weight. I feel like I'm great <laughs> because I'm walking and I'm doing all these different types of work. And now I can tell Allie, it's like, I'm working out every day because every day is a different obstacle or a different project and you use different muscles and you use everything's just totally different so, mm -hmm. so we're a lot happier we're uh, happier now we feel better we feel better we're home a lot more yeah we're home a lot more. we hate to leave home now 
um, yeah. where before oh. like kind of didn't want to be home. Yeah. Um, so we've become real home, home bodies, um, always starting projects, never ending. Our underground wine cellar is upcoming. We're also going to do a treehouse Airbnb. Uh -huh. uh, in the future. I love that. Yeah. But where is it going to be? Is it going to be in the back? Like so by those the are pond? Our next or? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be near the pond. Over somewhere. like kind of right on top of the vineyard back there. Uh -huh. So you'll have like a cool. vineyard slash farm view and yeah. it'll be like a tiny home tree house but i'm excited i've always wanted to do it and i'd like to share it with people of course because i'd like to do a really nice one yeah um so yeah but um the underground wine cellar will be probably next um because we want to keep the wine uh, naturally cool yeah um temperature controlled right now we're in in the building that we had already built i'm not quite sure if you were here last time we had yeah you guys had just put up like the warehouse in the front with the concrete slab but you did you're like we're still installing air conditioning and anything that you needed right. it was empty yeah yeah so now yeah. we're pushing it up the ac's in the power's in literally yeah. alleys we're figuring out what we're going to put on the walls it's already all insulated i like design work yeah so i mean <laughs> that's our lives now it's one project yeah. after another um, we really enjoy like building and just expanding this whole it's just the whole idea of it yeah so um one thing at a time we're trying to do and then hopefully we're able to acquire some more land in the future i mean yeah. probably in the far future but you know, mm -hmm. that's the goal we're definitely of keeping an eye out for that yeah, yeah. we'd love to invest in a little bit more property and do some more like row crops and things like that some more mm -hmm. farms yeah definitely Oh, wonderful. Well, so if anyone's listening and they're interested in visiting your Airbnb or your winery or buying some of your produce, what are all the different ways that they can find you guys? So we have an Instagram. Um, it's at Barrel Creek Farm. Mm -hmm. I also have a, an Instagram for the for the cabin, uh, but you can find it on uh, Barrel Creek Farm or at the Vine Cabin. And um, I also have a website, BarrelCreekFarm.com or BarrelCreekVineyards.com. Um, you know they're still working on the website because we're always working on the farm but that's how you can reach us mostly i would say um through instagram yeah our produce <laughs> is out on uh yeah. out on the street all the time here on foothill on site so we, we just finishing up our little horse trailer fruit stand conversion so yeah you've um, seen a lot of that it's adorable and then if they wanted to find you on airbnb what do they search um so it is um the vine cabin, the vine cabin. So they can search um, it's airbnb.com slash h slash divine mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, you guys. I appreciate all of your time. Uh, I'm super excited for your projects that you have to got, uh, that you have going on. You said that there was going to be one wine, your first wine using your own grapes. That's going to be done soon. We're going to harvest. Yeah. So, um, um, We'll we harvest and they'll probably be ready to bottle and everything next year. Yeah. So this year we have bottles of a neighboring vineyard that we harvest and we make wine with. So that will be done uh, this year. But we'll be making our own wine with our, with own our grapes own in about three months. Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited. Okay. So really once excited. you're, once that's ready, you have to tell me so I can stay at the Airbnb and we can all get a taste. <laughs> that sounds great. We can all drink wine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome, guys. Again, thank you so much. Um, and I just would love to continue to hear about your journey. Definitely. I'm already following you on the Barrel Creek Farm uh, on Instagram, but I'm going to look up that other one that you mentioned as well. Um, but again, thank you, guys. Thank, no you. thank you. It was good to talk to you again, and we hope to see you soon.